great. So, um, Amanda, um, can you tell me a bit about the name of this expedition and uh, why it's here to you? Sure, yeah. So we're on Port Lower Promenade uh, here in Edinburgh for the launch of the Human Nature Photography Expedition as part of the Edinburgh Science Festival. Excellent. Um, and um, what, what are you showing here today? And how long have you been running for and what's been shown? So the expedition will run for about the next six weeks. Uh, and the, the human nature theme explores humans' relationship with, with the natural world and with nature and also looks at some of the, tells some stories about some of the things people are, are doing to help combat the climate crisis. Okay, so who commissioned it? Um, so it was commissioned by us at the Edinburgh Science Festival. It was created and curated by Emily Raymaker. She's part of the data team at the Science Festival. Uh, every year we try and do a large-scale photography edition outdoors that um, is attractive to wide and diverse audiences and tells some sort of story. And this year, the theme of the festival as a whole is One World, Science Connects Us. Uh, I think the past year has shown us more starkly than ever how interconnected and interdependent uh, our world is. And we share many things, including our responsibility for the custodianship of the planet. So, um, as a science festival, we're very committed to what we say, what we call programming for the planet. So, climate and environment is always uh, a big part of our of our programming. Um, Edinburgh um, in this summer has an opportunity to showcase a lot of ideas and a lot of science in the run up to the COP26 summit in, in Glasgow, which is a really, really crucial and important opportunity for the world to, to really acknowledge and take steps to combat the the defining crisis of our age. Um, so this exhibition um, has an underlying messages about that and how um, the natural world is something that over the pandemic people have had more of an opportunity to connect with in many ways. So I think many people have had a personal experience of how that connection with nature, being in a forest, lowering your blood pressure, being at the coast and that benefit of, of blue health. Um, but the images here of demonstrate all sorts of examples of that interaction uh, and obviously we've got three of your images in this exhibition Ed, um, which are really lovely and quite different examples of individuals and their relationship with, with the natural world uh, in quite different contexts but they all tell an important part of this wider story. Why did you choose both the images of mine and why did you choose the other images? What kind of um guidelines that you have? Um, the exhibition was curated by, as I say, Emily Raymakers. Um, so I didn't pick them personally, although I do get like a veto uh, <laughs> on them all. And I think for me, um, the, the one that really sort of uh, grabbed my attention of, of the three um, was the, the Aboriginal children. And I spent some time in Australia. Uh, I think the, 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 the joy in the faces of those kids in that in that environment is is priceless. Um, I, of of all of the exhibition images, I find that one um, actually the most arresting. And I was actually asked to have my picture taken in front of an image earlier by a, by another photographer, and chose that image to to have the, the photo in front of. And actually, I chose the Scorrig image to talk to the Edinburgh reporter about um, because I've got a personal connection with a, a friend having a having a house in Scorrig. And uh, I think that as a self-sufficient community and an example of how people can live very much in, in harmony with nature in a, in a, in a fairly windswept bit of Scotland at times uh, is again, it's, a, it's just a lovely example of the, 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 the type
type of relationship that, that people can have. And then the final image, obviously, which I, I, I can see over your shoulder as I'm looking there, is uh, somebody collecting water in Alaska. And the three different environments that they were in, um, but each of them having this human figure and them doing something that's part of their, their everyday life but that tells a, a really emotive and engaging story is the sort of thing you look for. So the, the rest of the images, um, there's, there's images of all sorts and from all over the world. And we aim for images that will be aesthetically amazing from a distance, that will draw people in because they are in an outdoor location, they're sat on the promenade here. Uh, and then they draw people in with the sheer sort of power and impact and beauty of the image. And then they read the story and they, they take away from that some of the underlying messages that we're, we're trying to, to get over. So in some ways you could call it science by stealth. We're, we're attracting people to these stories that might not consider themselves interested in science, but they, they see the beauty of the image, they, they are drawn in, and hopefully they, they take something from that. Um, so this has been happening for how many years now? So the festival's been running for 30 years. We were the first basically dedicated celebration of science in the world, so we're the world's longest running science festival. And the Poughkeepsie exhibition's been running for about 10 years. Um, and it takes a different theme every year, um, so we, we curate around a different theme each year. Um, but uh, as I say, all of them are basically uh, what comes first in many ways is, the, is the, the, the finding that sweet spot between an image that has real integrity and power in its own right as a, as a piece of art, um, but that can also help us tell a deeper story of science. And on what feedback are you getting from the public? Because we're outdoors, it's fun for people to see. And then when they go away, what is the intention, the ultimate end goal? So we um, we had to cancel our science festival last year, two weeks before um, it was due to run, because it normally runs in April, so we were hit by the first lockdown. But we just managed to get the photography exhibition for last year up in time. And we had such lovely feedback from the public across the, the, the first lockdown last year about how wonderful it was for them to be able to, to take this in in their, in their daily life. And this morning I arrived here to, to, to obviously do some interviews and to, to have some photos taken for the, for the exhibition launch. And I spoke to four or five people immediately coming up to see what was going on and saying they live locally and they're delighted that it's back and that it made a real difference to their, to their sort of lockdown experience last year. So um, Portobello Prom is a, is a busy location, so it's a, it's a really high footfall location. So the, the two weeks uh, of, the, of the festival itself and the slightly longer run that this exhibition has, um, this will be seen by hundreds of thousands of people. And it's a wonderful opportunity for us to, on a very prosaic level, flag that the science festival is happening and that there are a whole load of other events and activities that people can, can, can do. Um, so to, to drive them to our website, but also as a, it, it's about bringing science people rather than expecting people to have to make too much of an effort to come to science. Because I think there are quite a lot of stigmas around science. A lot of people will claim they're not interested in it. Stop them in the street and say, are you interested in science? You may say no. But if you make it more personal and say, are you interested in medicine or climate or the environment, then you'll probably get a yes. And I think people don't necessarily appreciate how science is at pretty much at the heart of everything. And this pandemic year has, has shown us that more, more starkly than ever before. So, um, would you include the problem with climate change, the climate crisis, in this exhibition? Would you say 
absolutely, because I think it's about um, valuing our natural world and our relationship with it. And we know that climate change is very detrimental to, to, to the natural world in, in many ways. Um, and I think the exhibition has this underlying message as the science festival theme of one world, science connector. One of the things that we're really interested in is that we have one of the things that connects us with the, the rest of the world is our responsibility to the resilience of the planet and protecting future generations. Um, so we, we always have quite a strong climate and environment sort of element within the festival and this exhibition certainly is we see as being part of that for this year. Very, very good. Excellent. Um, and So do you think when people go away from here that they should be proactive in taking decisions about the climate for themselves in the future? Is that part of you? Um, I see the role of the Science Festival as being about providing people with access to information in a way that removes some of the barriers traditionally associated with doing it. So if we can create um, feelings of connection or provide some sort of emotive experience, then it's, it's well accepted that facts alone do not change people's minds. They don't move hearts and minds. Which is why we have a, a great interest in um, arts-based learning and science and bringing science and art together to create these new windows onto complex scientific issues that then empower people to make more informed decisions about the things that matter. And the things that really matter include climate um, in, a, in a really big way. So yes. Um, in short, that was a long way of saying yes, absolutely. We hope that people see this, feel a better connection with their environment, appreciate that in order to protect that, not only for themselves but for future generations, we really need to take urgent action to combat the climate crisis, which is not going away. Um, we've got the G7 summit on at the moment, we've got COP coming up. This is a time for action and the Science Festival is absolutely wanting to play its part in getting that messaging out to the public. Very good. And lastly, how many different areas within human nature is the subject of the exhibition artists? You've mentioned climate change. What other aspects do you want people to be aware of when they're doing the interview? So I think the, the, the climate change is, a, is, a, is an underlying kind of message for us. It's a kind of there are layers of meaning in this exhibition. Um, and many of the other things are very related to uh, to, the, to the wider climate sort of questioning issue. Um, biodiversity is a big one, obviously. Um, so it's the, the start of the UN decade of ecosystem restoration this year. So that's another area that we're really interested in. And we've got events in the wider program. Uh, we've got a collaboration with the Scottish Storytelling Centre that looks at bears, mammals and whales um, and our relationship with, with that. So it's environmental protection, um, human interaction with nature, um, the health and well-being benefits of spending time in the uh, connecting with nature, be it in a forest, be it at the, at the ocean, be it spending time near a water fountain, which has been shown to have a positive psychological benefit. Um, so yeah, I, too many things to, to say really. Uh, what I would encourage people to do is if you are anywhere near Edinburgh um, between now and the, and the middle of July then come and spend some time interacting with the exhibition if you can't make it to the exhibition itself then check out the Science Festival's website for some of the online events that we've got that will explore some of these issues through other events discussions and debates and yeah it's a 
encourage everyone to just get their science fix this summer. And hopefully it will run every year at this time from now on, always. Hopefully. Well, uh, we say that our normal slot is Easter, so we, we may all be well, pandemic-wise, and globally we will probably revert to, to Easter next year. Um, but yeah, the science festival has been going for 30 years, going strong, and yeah, long may it continue. Yes, and how many images are in here? Uh, 40 images in total. 40, fantastic. Yeah.